Welcome to the One New Man Network from Kirtlandry Ministries at House of David, where we learn about the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. The following is a replay of a previous service. Praise the Lord. Well, Shabbat Shalom. We have been on a whirlwind, I can tell you. But it's all good. We were filming some promotional material in here just a few hours ago, or an hour ago, actually, and we're so blessed to have Mike Lindell here, the My Pillow guy. Come on, give a shout. Anyway, he did some filming. He's endorsing our book, and uh, so, and some other things that we're working on together. And we're just excited, you know, I was talking to Chief Harper about this. Ever since the 11th, so many things have changed. I mean, January the 11th, the Lord told us to reassign and rename House of David as the One New Man Embassy, which means it becomes governmental. And uh, I, I, everything has changed here the favor and the level, we, everything's going to another level, and we want to release that into your life as well in Yeshua's name. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, the Lord's given me a prophetic word for you tonight, so if you would just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, prepare to get a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Father God, I just pray in the name of Yeshua that your anointing to deliver this word would rest upon me, and that, Lord, that that which is within and that you've deposited in me, Lord, let it flow out to all those that are here and all those who are watching on the broadcast. So, Lord, we just give you joy and peace, and we rejoice in you that we'll be anointed to hear and anointed to deliver in Yeshua's name Amen. Amen. Let's give all those who are joining us on the broadcast, God bless you. Let's give them a warm welcome. God bless you. We've had an absolutely wild week. I always hate to say stuff like this because it makes me sound old and cranky. But I never dreamed that we would have a State of the Union and the President would have to get up and make a proclamation that we're absolutely not going to be a socialist na uh, nation. I mean, it's great that he said it. It's great. But the fact that he has to say it because of what's happening is absolutely mind-boggling. And uh, trust me, the, the forces behind uh, the Lord is doing so many things. The, the good news of this is, is the Lord is causing the evangelical community, teaching us how to fight politically, and we are coming together, and uh, I'm excited about that. But the other issue that was amazing that he had to address that it's not right to actually kill babies uh, in the ninth month and even after, uh, that we have to be reminded as a nation that that's murder. I mean, that is absolutely uh, incredible that we are at that place. Now, I say all of that to kind of set the atmosphere of where this prophetic word's going to come from for some of you, because some of you are going to embrace this word and some of you, you are not. But I pray that you all do. 
when you, when you have all this bad stuff coming and the Lord says to you, if you'd say it with me, trust, trust. have joy, and have strength. have strength. Well, why would we do that? And the Lord has actually given me a word saying that I want you to press in to trust me, to have joy, and to have strength, particularly over the next 60 days. And I want to share with you why, okay? So over the next 60 days, I believe the Lord is doing something with everyone within the sound of my voice because I think, I think he wants your feet under that Passover table. And when you, by the time you come to that Passover table, he doesn't want you worn out. He wants you ready for transformation. I believe it's very significant this year in the biblical year 5779. I think it's going to be very important to pay attention to God's calendar, and the reason is, is it's 5779, and 9 means justice, but it also means justice, but so many of the prophetic words that we've been speaking in this last year have to do with synergy or alignment, and you'll hear people talking about the Issachar anointing, knowing what to do in the times and seasons, and so there's a lot about that, setting your clock, your internal clock. And I agree with all of that. And I believe that's on the heart of God. Um, but I think understanding the significance of the Hebrew months and the month we are entering into, the month of Adar, would you say Adar? Adar. And that's from February the 6th, 2019 to March the 7th. But this is something that I think is very unique. And I was excited to see it that in 2019, this year, 5779, is a leap year on the Hebrew calendar. That means there will be an Adar 1 and an Adar 2. The Hebrew leap year occurs seven times in a 19-year cycle and has 13 months instead of 12. This is so that the lunar base Hebrew year remains aligned with the solar season. Adar was the last month of the Jewish people that the Jewish people spent in Egypt before the Exodus. Adar means joy. It is, it is, it's a great joy in part because it serves as an opening to an even greater rejoicing, the miracle of Passover. So there's something about Adar if I remember right, Pastor Tim will probably remember, but I believe that Moses was born on Adar, and I believe he died at Adar. And, uh, but Adar means joy. And so when the Lord was revealing this to me, he said, he said, he said Rabbi, I want you to proclaim 60 days and declare that the joy of the Lord will be his children's strength and what and he's going to do it in this 60 day period he is pouring out a double portion of joy and he said tell my people to trust me say lord i trust you, lord, I trust you. so now you're going to have to be focused on the joy of the lord that is your strength you're going to have to be focused I gave a friend of mine some really good news the other day, and this is a friend that battles a melancholy spirit. 
and uh, we've been working on something for a lot of years, and uh, I had some really good news on it, and I gave it to him, and he was, oh, that's great. And then he proceeded to tell me about some meeting he had that was with a real low-level person that has nothing to do with what we're doing. But see, he hung on to that good news for about maybe two minutes, and then he went off into what this negative person said. Look at your neighbor and say, don't go negative on me. Yeah, that's a spirit, and it's going to steal the strength. Say to your neighbor, say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So tonight, we're going to set you in alignment for this 60-day visitation of the joy of the Lord. So what do you think the enemy is going to do? He can't touch you, but he's going to bring bad news. You're going to have to choose to stay disconnected from the bad news to protect the good news that the Lord's going to be revealing to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to start down this path. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. You're going to have to make a quality decision that when you go to bed at night, that the last thing you choose to do is to verbalize, I will rejoice. You will not close your eyes and go to sleep without decreeing, I will rejoice. Come on, this isn't hard, but some of you don't do that. You want to go to bed complaining, and then you wonder why you have bad dreams. You just seeded the atmosphere before you went to sleep. I'm going to come down there on the floor because I don't think you guys are getting the opportunity that the Lord is giving you tonight. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up, neighbor. You've got 60-day reprieve. And say, neighbor, you need it because I'm tired of your crankiness. Praise God. See, you got a good hand clap about that. So you need to go to bed saying, I will rejoice. It's a choice. Again, I will say rejoice. It's your choice to say it. Now, this is a mystery and it'll be deep for some of you, but what do you think the Lord would say about when you wake up in the morning? First thing, I will rejoice. And then you say, excuse me, I'm going to the bathroom. But you need to say, I will rejoice. Come on, this isn't hard. What you're going to do is you are, you are decreeing into the atmosphere in your house, which it's your house, it's your authority, but you're speaking to this house that you are choosing rejoicing. It's just one step. I am choosing to rejoice. Psalm 28, 7 and 8, the Lord is my strength, he's my shield, my heart trusts in him. 
So the Lord is my strength. Do you know that the only way for you to win in this life is when the Lord is your strength? You know, you can actually physically die in the strength of the Lord. You've watched people that are really strong believers. Their bodies go totally weak. They expire in the glory and in the strength of the Lord. The strength of the Lord is eternal. So you're either going to engage in it now or you'll get it, I guess, as a free gift when you go to heaven. Because there's going to be no weakies in heaven. Oh, yes, you were weak on earth and turn left and turn over there at Weiner Street. And, yes, you're over there in those small mansions off there next to Complainer Canyon. If the Lord is your strength, you might as well choose and believe and receive it now. Say, Lord, I believe it. How many know that when you mentally operate in the Lord as your strength, that he becomes your shield? Isn't it interesting how the less, there's less, you know how it is when you get, when you get beat up and, and you're in spiritual warfare and everything's not going your way, how every single thing anybody says to you just zings you like crazy. So the Lord is your strength says, my heart trusted in him. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to trust. trust. See, without trust, there is no strength. I'm going to say it again. Come, it's a real simple message. Without trust, there is no strength. But you should be wise and know that immediately when you let go of trusting in the Lord, weakness happens. Your mind becomes weak and you, when you cease trusting in the Lord. So say, Lord, Lord I'm, learning I'm learning something tonight. I'm learning to trust in you. Trust in you. It says, my, my heart trusts in him, and it says, I am helped. How many know that you can only receive supernatural intervention when you trust in the Lord? Say to your neighbor, say, faith moves God, and fear moves Satan. God is love. Why wouldn't I trust him? He's always right. Say, neighbor, he is right, and most of the time, I am not. When we get pressured, we start thinking like the enemy. Because when we get anxious, we get fearful, then doubt and unbelief comes in and we start thinking like humans and not like God. It's okay, everybody does it. There's no shame in it. You just need to recognize that when it happens, you're gonna come out of agreement, shift, switch gears, say the Lord is my strength, he's gonna shield me, I'm gonna trust in him and he'll help me. Now, the Lord's pouring out something tonight. He's starting something that he's, he's wanting to impart to you, and this is it. He wants to say, therefore, my heart greatly rejoices with my song, and I will praise him. Now, I don't know about you, but when I get to a place where I'm being challenged or I'm not in good spirits, one of the first things that goes is I don't want to praise the Lord. 
I don't want to worship. I don't want to sing. And I definitely don't want to be around somebody singing or as happy because I'm in the pity party stage. So it says your heart will greatly rejoice. How many know that rejoicing as an, as a, as an energy on earth is proven by science to be the most powerful tool for healing? So the Lord wants to heal you over the next 60 days. Goes on to say, the Lord is their strength and he will save, he is a saving refuge of his anointed. His anointed can only live in the house of trust. You can't live in any other house. You can't live in the house of questioning, the house of doubt, unbelief. You must live in the house that trust built. Say, Lord, help me to stay in the house of trust. Philippians 4.13. I can do what? All things through Christ who strengthens me. How does he strengthen you? With trust. See, when you get into the atmosphere of trust, joy comes. It happens on earth with physical relationships. When you have a core that is around you that you can trust, it's wonderful. It's healing. But when someone breaks that, that trust and it becomes suspicion, and then the next thing you know, you're having to deal with, with issues, it becomes distrust comes, and then next thing you know, the spirit of suspicion works in on everybody. Have you ever been in a situation where you're in a collective group and something's stolen? That violates trust. And then next thing you know, you're watching and looking at everybody weird. I wonder if it was them. So you have to protect trust so how do you protect trust with the Lord? He says, I can do all things through Christ. That, that word in the Greek, Christos, means anointing. You're going to have to stay in the anointed with the anointed one, and his strength strengthens you so that you can, you can say this. In your life, you're going to have challenging relationships with every person that is in your sphere of influence, from your spouse to your friends, your pastor, your rabbi, your prophet, everyone, there is going to be times when that relationship goes up and down. But if you put your trust in the Lord, say this, say, I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, O Jacob, you are not destroyed. The Lord cannot change. The Lord is the same yesterday today and forever. So many people aren't in church because, oh, those people are hypocrites and they lied. Well, that's church. But do you understand that in an atmosphere where there's other people, they are going to fail you. 
Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I give you permission to fail and I will forgive you because my trust is in the Lord. Yeah, come on. It's just how life is. In fact, the more you can fail with people, I'm not trying to encourage this bad behavior. I can see the husbands now. This is a great one for me. Yes, honey, I was just failing more often to build our relationship to realize I'm trusting in the Lord that you'll still love me. But what I'm saying is, is that, and there's long-term relationships in this house, and the reason they're still here is not because we have failed each other a little bit. We've all failed, but the fact that we have culturally learned how to fail and get back up together, that's what builds strength. Because not everyone, you're not always going to be up. That's really what a congregation is. It's a place where you can go and be yourself. So let's decree it together. I can do, I can do. all things. Through the, anointing, through the anointing, and my strength, and my strength comes, from comes from the anointing, and I receive it tonight. Let's go to the next scripture. Yeah, someone should be feeling some fire. Now, I know people are going to want to quit. I was talking to Mike Lindell. He had texted me, and he said, pray that I can get into the uh, State of the Union address. So we prayed, and sure enough, Senator from South or North Dakota called and had a ticket for him, and so he flew there, and, and, he, and he got to go. And I wanted him there with feet on the ground because he's part of our prayer network and what we're doing, and I want our people actually in the building. But one of the things he observed, look at your neighbor and say, perception is reality. He sat on the floor, and he sat right behind the Fox cameras, okay? So he sat right behind them, and they're filming, and he said 70% of the time during the State of the Union, people, all people, even the ladies in the white dresses, were standing up and clapping and cheering. But he said both sides, all the different camera people that were there, were, were choosing to film their, their filter of what was happening. And depending on who you watched, you would have said, oh my gosh. He said there was more unity in that room. He said there was an anointing on the president. And he said it's really sad that the reporters are not there reporting but manipulating information in order to peddle what they, what they believe in. But he says, I'm telling you, Rabbi, he says, I was there, I saw it, and he goes, it was a shame. They should be, you know, uh, ashamed of themselves because they're looking for expressions and behavior that backs up division. Now, doesn't that sound like the devil? Well, doesn't the devil do that to us? I don't know how many times I've heard in church thing, well... I could tell by the way he or she looked at me. Oh, I've heard that one. Or I came into the church and you walked right past me and didn't shake my hand. Wow. My point is, 
maybe the way you are perceiving people around you is from a filter of woundedness and not correctiveness. So are you going to let every little thing that is happening be so hardwired in you that it's going to steal this opportunity for you to have a joy invasion or a joy revival in your life? I think sometimes, particularly spirit-filled, more Pentecostal types like us, I think we can allow that the... The discernment can almost become tormenting. Maybe things aren't as messed up as you think they are. See, when your emotions start going to hyper and and you're analyzing more of the devil's work than God's work, you're already in a downward spiral. And see, and if you're in 60 days and the Lord's going to pour out joy, and He is, He's releasing it tonight, that you need to know the enemy's going to do everything he can to try to cause division, so we cut it off now in Yeshua's name. Oh, come on, give the Lord a shout. So John 15, 11 says, these things I have spoken to you that you may, that what? That my joy may remain in you, that what? That your joy may be filled. So let's break that down. So do you mean to tell me, I, boy, I can hear T.L. Osborne with this, you know, it's Christ in you that's the hope and glory. So you need to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Neighbor. you have Christ in you. you. Hmm. So what else do you have in you? Joy. I can see several of you that don't like to smile. You're going like... See, joy was easier when I first got saved in the 90s because we used to all sing that song in the 90s in the spirit, yeah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Is that the one? The joy of, is that that one? That's you, you were Baptist. The joy, they didn't have joy. So anyway, the joy of the, yeah. And then they go, ho, 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 ho. You ever do that in church? You, well, you've got to have joy. That's a stupid song. Mary will testify to this. Anytime when we were doing tours and we'd get like a little bit down or people would start, you know, you've got 30 plus 40 people on a bus. Well, and people got jet lag and all the different stuff that goes on. Well, there, there, some people will start to get cranky. It's the high maintenance people, the ones that are always late. I literally pray in tongues, please don't let him go to the bathroom, the bus is leaving. Sure enough, right now we're getting ready to leave. Oh, wait a minute. But Randy, anytime it would get that way, we'd always go real serious. And we'd, we'd be on the bus and I'd say, you know, the Lord wants to do a wealth transfer right now. 
And that always gets people's attention. People, see, church people don't want you to talk about money, but they want you to talk about money. They always say, oh, no, please, not, he's not talking about money again. Tell me what you were going to say. Yeah, like you don't like money. It's like, you know, if I could preach chocolate. Oh, no, no more chocolate, please. So Randy and I, we had this going on. We've done it like every two or 14 times. It works. So anytime it gets weird, Randy get the mic and say, okay, now Randy is, and it's real serious. And I go, Randy's going to do spiritual warfare. And most of these people have not been on a tour. And they're going, yes, this is the secret. And if we were doing it now, we'd say, this is the highest level of the courts of heaven. Even Robert Henderson has not discovered it yet. We go right past the courts into the vaults. And this is the song that takes you. And, of course, everyone's on the bus now who was misbehaving is going, well, I'm not getting off the bus now. Tell us, tell us, tell us. And then Randy gets up and he would go, well, let me tell you a story about a man named Jed. A poor mountain deer barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food. And up from the ground come a bubbling crew. Oil, that is. Black gold, Texas tea. Well, the first thing you know, oh, Jed's a millionaire. The kin folks say, Jed, move away from there. Says, California is the place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and moved to Beverly. Hills, that is, swimming pools, movie stars. Now, don't you feel the joy of the Lord? I say, Lord, I receive the wealth transfer now. I receive it. You see, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. The Lord put joy in your heart. Jesus is in your heart. He's full of joy. So what happens is when you maintain that joy by trusting the Father in heaven and the joy of the Holy Spirit in you, then that's where your strength is. But you have to choose to battle in the opposite spirit, even if you have to use a stupid Beverly Hillbilly song. Is this helping anybody? Because the Lord's going to release the joy in here tonight. The power is here. But you have to trust in the joy. I'll tell you one of the hardest things for many of you is to let the joy of the Lord overcome you while everybody else around you is in misery. You feel guilty. First Chronicles 16.11 Seek the Lord and His strength Seek his face forevermore. So let's break that down. There's, there's steps. First of all, you seek the Lord. Psalm 23, what? The Lord is my shepherd. Not the news. Not my mom. If this qualifies, your Saba is the Lord. But other than that name, that's who I'm teasing. 
But you've got to make a decision. If you're going to trust the Lord, then he's got to be the Lord. And you have no strength unless you own the revelation of him being the Lord. And you need to know that he is so sovereign and so in control that he knows right where you are today. And that if you'll cry out to him and seek him as the Lord, it doesn't make any difference what you've done in the last 40 years. He'll turn it around as soon as you ask him to turn it around. But the thing is, you don't have enough chutzpah to ask him to turn it around. Because you've asked him before, but you don't have enough courage to say, I've asked you, but I blew it and blamed it on you. Ooh. Yeah, see, you blamed it and say, well, that didn't work. No, you don't work. He always works. Because if you want his strength, then you have to trust in him that he is stronger than your mess that you created. He didn't give you the mess. And I think we give the devil too much credit. I think we create the mess. And you can't get out of a mess until you take responsibility for making the mess. If you're going to have joy, you have to seek the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm going to have this joy. I'm seeking the Lord. And I receive his strength. There's always many ways to do things. You know, you can go into a hotel. And you can be cheap and stingy and say, I'm going to save whatever it is because I don't want to give it to this bellman. But you can either have him carry or her carry those bags up, or you can do it. I'm a gleaner. I leave the tips. It's like gleaning. The Lord's blessed me, so I'm going to glean. So even if I don't want to, unless like I don't trust the person going in my room, you know, I've had that to where, like, the, 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 I don't want that bellman even knowing what room I'm in. But I'm saying, let them earn their living and let them carry your bags, put it on the cart, and take it up. That's what are you doing? You're preserving your strength. See, the Lord sends spiritual bellmen into your life all the time. And because you're not focused or you're angry or you're bitter, no, I'll just do it. In fact, if I want it done right, I got to do it myself. And then you're up praying to the Lord. Well, Lord, help me. My back is out. Well, no wonder it's out because you should have let the bellman take your bags up to the room. Are you tracking? I'm going in the spirit here. Well, no, I'll just take care of that. The world will fall apart if I don't take care of it. You know, you won't trust your neighbor. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. When the joy of the Lord and you can trust in the Lord, that has to happen first before you can trust God's people. And the more you trust God's people, the more you can trust your brother and sister. Oh, come on. Give the Lord a shout. So let me just say it this way. The Lord wants to have relationship with you face to face. 
But until you're operating with him as the Lord and operating with him in his strength, which means his power, you can't go see him face to face. Let's read it together. Lord, I will seek the Lord in his strength, and I will seek his face evermore in that order. Lord, you are the Lord. You are my healer, my redeemer, and my strength. And in the process of that experience, I seek your face evermore. See, a lot of people want to play fake Christian in the fake church with the fake news of what they believe, and then they want to seek his face. And the reason they're deceived by the angel of light is because they have no cemented lordship. They're not operating in his strength. And when your strength is weak and you have other lords, you're going to see other faces. Isaiah 40, 29. He gives power to the weak. If you're in a weakened state right now and you have enough humility to, to agree to that, and I don't mean, don't just stand because you're going to get, I, I, I want to show you something, okay? If you're really in that state, I need you to stand. I'm not going to have you come down front. If you're in a weakened state, I need you to stand. No one in here is judging you. Everybody in this room has been in a weakened state. Okay, I'm going to speak to each one of you that's standing. Say, Lord, I am standing here before you tonight because I am not going to miss this opportunity to receive his power. Because he's giving it to me. Because I'm humbling myself. Because I feel weak. Now just put your hands out. Now you're going to start feeling stuff on your hands. And there's some of you are saying, oh, I wish I would have stood up. You should have stood up. You let your soul trick you. So if you want to stand up now and get this blessing, now that you see what it is, you need to stand up and not miss it. Because you probably won't get this shot again. Don't let the enemy trick you. You need to be wise of the serpent. You feeling that in your hands? Just put your hands out there. Say, Lord, I'm in the trading floor of heaven at House of David, the One New Man Embassy, and I'm watching online, but by faith, I am standing on this trading floor, and I'm trading my weakness for your strength. And Lord... I'm being very honest. Your word says, and to those 
who have no might. I am out of gas, and I'm fearful about the future, and my own strength is not enough. So, Lord, I come to you honestly. Take the weakness that causes me not to be able to trust you. Take it from me. Send your ministering angels into this court to apprehend mistrust, fear, doubt, and unbelief. In my family line, all the way back to the garden, we want to be a families that trust the Lord. And we want to be strong in that trust. I receive it. And Lord, I decree that the Holy Spirit has free reign in my life. And your word says, it's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. Now, if you'll just take your hands and put them right up into heaven like this, we're going to finish this scripture and say, it's he who increases strength. Now, I want you just to hold your hands up like you're being arrested because you are, and you're saying to the Lord, I receive this new strength. Now, if, if you don't have a prayer language, receive it now. But if you do, let everybody pray in tongues. Come on, we're going to do it for a while. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit praying in tongues, I release it now. It's that simple. It's just a gift. Keep praying in tongues, but I want you to know what you're doing. You are prophesying out of your books in heaven. And you're, you're, you're prophesying it, proclaiming and decreeing it right now in the courts. What you're prophesying right now was blocked by pride. And now here it comes. Because you admitted to the Lord that you're weak. Now he's having you prophesy out your real strength. Come on. Come on. He's healing your body right now. You're prophesying over that sickness and that disease. The Lord's canceling debt in the courts. He's canceling debt. He's canceling generational curses of cancer, heart disease, diabetes. Come on, give him a shout. Is it just me or can you are you feeling better? Is that amazing? 
Boy, it is just amazing. If you're in the room, I want you to turn around, just look back toward the sound booth. Look at that cloud. This whole room is full of smoke. Can you see that? We don't have smoke machines here. That's the glory cloud. You know why that comes? The only reason that comes is because the Lord's well pleased. He doesn't have to come like that. He, he's here because he's pleased. We're not worshiping it. Whether he comes like that or not, where he's worthy of all praise. But I love it. I don't know about you. I'll be 30 years in ministry, 30 years saved, this Feast of Tabernacles. Tomorrow, Christy and I will be married 44 years. And I've been blessed by the Lord, but I have a dissatisfied satisfaction. I don't know about you, I want more. I want to see people saved. But my next request after being saved is this. I want to see the body from all the different tribes come together and serve him. I, I want to see it. I, I don't want to wait to the new Jerusalem. I did a radio program for Sid Roth this morning because we'll We'll be there on May the 7th for the book. And I don't think I've ever had the power hit me any more powerful and the glory than what hit on that radio program. I, mean, I just sat in my office and they had to stop me every time because it was 30-minute segments and I just kept going and they'll have to edit it. But man, I was running at about 75 to 8,000 RPMs. It was just the glory of God came. And why am I excited? Because I know that the message of reclaiming our forgotten heritage, the reason people lack joy is because they don't think they honestly are worthy to receive joy. But when you know the roots of your faith. Didn't he say, for the joy set before me? He did it for you. I mean, what a generous God that he sent his own spirit to live in us.
Would you go up to a total stranger and say, well, here's all the money in my wallet, here's my credit cards, here's my sosh and all my information, and I'm giving you access to everything I have because I love you. There's not a person in here that would do it. But God did it. And he did it for you. He did it for me. That's the joy. I'm going to say it quite simply. He just wants you to be happy that he saved you and that he abides in you. And, and for a return, he just wants you to be happy about it. He says, in this season, I just don't, I'm tired of living in the grumpy house. Just let it roll in. Say, Lord, give me childlike heart. Childlike faith. Christy and I had the joy of babysitting our granddaughter. And I told her, I said, well, when you come to Sabananas, we have some chocolate-covered popcorn. And when I told her, she went, you better believe it. And that was just telling her about it. Yeah, every year, Pam and Perry Stone sent us these Harry and David, you know. You get the fruit, which, who wants that? Oh, wonderful, look at these pears. But that popcorn, that's from God. Yeah, they didn't make that in Oregon, wherever they made it. There's a portal somewhere, and it kind of falls down, like where the manna came from in the desert in the day. It, that, and the chocolate ones are for the special people. Mm. But she had never had one because... Her parents don't let her eat sugar, but she said, Sabananas, and we can do whatever we want. <laughs> if you notice, I'm not looking that direction at all. But I feel something looking at me behind me. <laughs> I can feel it. So finally, the night comes. We're going to watch the movie. We get on the couch put all the blankets out because we have white couches at our house and chocolate popcorn and white couches with a three-year-old and a Saba is a bad combo. <laughs> but we get all set up and we open the Harry and David sack as you can see them but see only a few are chocolate covered the rest are caramel. So I get the most chocolatey one that's in there. 
and I pick it up and I speak the ironic benediction. No, I didn't do that. No, I, I pick it up and I said, this one's for you. It has the most chocolate on it. And I said, do you know why Saba is giving this to you? And she goes, no. I said, because you're the most special. So you get the most chocolatey one. Are you seeing this? That's what the Lord's given to you tonight. That's pure joy. It's not, I could have given her a $100 bill, a $1,000. It wouldn't make, she was happy with that. Why? Because it was the special one. Are you feeling this yet? Mm. He wants you to receive it. And I don't want you to look at your neighbor, but I want you to look straight up to heaven and say, Lord, thank you. I'm your special one. Just reach your hands out and say, Lord, I'm your special one. And I trust you. Because you're my special one. And you're going to heal all my diseases. And you're going to crown me tonight with a new crown. Just receive it. See, some of you didn't have a Saba. See, some of you had people that you weren't special. Some of you were smacked in the head and thrown around the room. And those are the weak ones. But the weak ones have their hands in the air right now and say, Lord, I forgive those that did not appreciate me. But on this trading floor tonight, I exchange the bitterness for pure joy. Just receive it. Pure joy. Just receive it. Now, just let that joy penetrate your heart. Come on. Just take a deep breath and just receive it. Now, I want you to sing a love song to the Lord. Even the men. Just close your eyes. He's healing your broken heart tonight. He's releasing trusts.
Wonderful. We're going to honor the Lord at this time with our tithes and our offerings so the ushers can, if you need an envelope. I want to stay in this cheerful spirit. You can give securely online. You can text to sow, S-O-W. 51555. You can give securely online now. I want to thank you for your generosity. We sent uh, Brian to Scotland, you know, and we prayed about not sending him out with any lack, and he had more than he needed. And. Uh, I can testify to you what I sowed to him. I got a hundredfold return with just in a few days. I'd have given to him anyway, it doesn't matter. But the principles work. I pray tonight that as you sow the seed, if we could agree with this, that he would make you a cheerful giver. That you would actually enjoy it. That's a learned skill. This ministry has that gift. Megan had an email today from our kids that are in this special needs school that we are just starting to help and they're going to run in the marathon in their wheelchairs. And they asked if, if they, yeah, that's a good thing. But they asked if CLM could get them shirts so they all have the same color shirt, you know, to, as they run the marathon. So isn't it wonderful that your ministry's name is going to be on these kids as they run through the streets in Israel and are pushed in their wheelchairs? Come on. I mean, how fun is that? They appreciate it so much. You just need to be thankful to the Lord that he's blessed you enough that you can give. Whether it's little or small, the fact that you can give, you need to just thank you, Lord. You know, we've been in countries where If they gave you what they had, they wouldn't eat the next day. You're special to him. And he loves you. Make a determination tonight that you're going to spread this joy that the Lord's given you. You're going to spread it. And as you give it away, it will multiply in you. Purpose tomorrow. Find somebody that you can do something nice for and bless them. Amen.
Did you enjoy tonight? Let's give the Lord a hand clap. If you would stand, I'm just going to speak a blessing over the gifts. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for these gifts. Lord, these are your heroes in the house. Everybody needs a hero. One time or another in your life, the Lord used someone to save you. And Lord, we thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, I thank you that I am special to you. And Lord, I thank you that you're restoring my trust and my joy and my strength in you. And I will never turn back from this moment. Thank you, Lord. You don't know when you plant that seed especially in this season with all the internet and uh, social media, you don't know who's going to watch this service. I can tell you this. I feel it so strong in the spirit. There's people that are going to watch this that were planning on committing suicide. The Lord will put this archive into their phone. And tonight, all of you that CLM partners that support this live stream and all the House of David volunteers and all the staff here and all the worship team. I'm just saying all the worship team, you need to know people's lives got saved tonight. And it won't be just tonight. It's, it, this will go into the archive. I really felt when I was ministering that the Lord was saving lives tonight. We've been doing a lot of work with the abortion issue the last couple, this last week. And of course, many of you know my story. I was just a few days away from being in abortion. Everyone needs a hero and everyone needs intervention. Don't ever doubt that when you sow a seed into the kingdom, whether it's in our ministry or who, how powerful that is. The gospel is the power of salvation. Lives got saved tonight, maybe even in this room, but I know online someone's watching this and I want to say this to you online. You can trust the Lord. You can trust Him. You can trust Him. If you were the one, and I'm speaking to you now, I want you to call the call center on Monday. And I want you to ask for Patty Merritt. She's the pastor over the prayer ministry and Patty's gonna 
gonna, I have something I want you to give them. But one of the things I want, I want to give you a copy of my book. I'm going to sign it, and if it's more than one, I'm going to sign it, and I'm going to give a word to you, because I rejoice that you didn't give in and come in agreement with that spirit of death. Because if you're not here, we're missing out. There's something missing if you were to leave. And you're special to the Lord. And you're important to the Lord. And I think as you read my book, it will take you on a journey that will cancel all those thoughts. Because you'll realize every life matters. Every life matters. So we're going to go out, and I want you to bring your offering down if you would. Make sure you greet, hug two or three people. Don't be afraid of fellowship. Many guests in the house tonight. God bless you. Yeah, bring your gift down. Plant it in the good soil and say, Lord, I'm a cheerful giver. I trust you. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. Love you guys. Shabbat shalom. Thank you for listening to this message from the One New Man Network. For more information, please visit us at theonenewman.com.